Podcast. Okay then guys, welcome to our next podcast. I think this is podcast number nine we're flying through and it's uh, it's been pretty amazing seeing so many people interested in the podcast, listen to it. So far we've had over 2,000 downloads now, which is awesome. Um, so keep sharing it, keep telling people about all the things we're talking about um, and even if it can just help one person, then 10, 15 minutes of us talking is all worth it. Um, So today we're going to talk about a slightly different subject uh, which might or might not be relevant to yourself. What we're going to talk about is the difference between what we do at ShireFit or ShireFit as a gym compared to other kinds of gyms, whether it be a commercial sort of large base business gym or we've got some of those uh, small unique CrossFit gyms and what we try and do differently. um, So hopefully if you don't come to the gym in the minute or you don't train in that kind of environment, you can hopefully see what it's all about and what our aims are and it hopefully might encourage you to give it a go or have the confidence to give it a go. We are very, very lucky today because we have Coach Ed in the house. Hello, everybody. Um, So what we're going to do to begin with is sort of let you guys talk to Ed and understand and see what his background is and where he's from. Ed was our first ever coach at ShireFit. Um, So after I've been coaching for a little while, it was time to bring someone in and we brought Ed in. Um, But Ed, tell us a little bit about like your background, so where you went uh, and what you did at school, university, that kind of thing. So I've been here coaching for just over two years now. I think it was the start of October, um, a couple of years ago that I started here. Before that, I spent just over four years in a kind of office job, working for a big corporate company, just sitting behind a desk, kind of nine to five, doing sort of engineering style job. Um, that I went pretty much straight into out of university, having spent a few years up in Manchester doing a maths degree. A maths, um, a no, maths no, degree. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it kind of puts people Ed, off. Ed is the intelligent one in the yeah, team. Sorry, just don't saying. ask me to do any maths at the board because it is always wrong. Um, so yeah, I had a fairly sort of straightforward, straight out of school, straight to university, straight into an office job kind of kind of career. So quite different from say yourself and, and Ash that you had on last week that have kind of done um gone down a bit more kind of sports route, things like that. So uh, yeah, a bit of a kind of different intro yeah. into into coaching from you guys. Um and kind of got into it really from being a member here, having been into as we're gonna talk about a little bit later on, lots of different kind of commercial gyms and training in a few different environments and spend a lot of time swimming and things like that. So um, I kind of spent a lot, a lot of time like I said, in, in different training environments and have ended up here. Do you remember what your first wad was? I don't remember exactly what the details of the wad was, but I believe that it had running and thrusters in it. Yeah. Um, and I remember with about 10 seconds to go before we started, um, I had the one and only PK standing in front of me. You turned around and said, uttered the words, this is going to kill you. Just in case <laughs> my first ever workout. Um, oh, man, shout out did. to PK. Yeah, yeah. It, it did kill me. So, yeah, yeah I, I, exactly I remember it was. It, was, uh, it was 10 rounds of 100-meter sprint and 10 thrusters with a 30-second race. It's a hero wad. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember when you came in, um, and I still remember how serious you looked. And I remember you think, thinking... Changed thinking, is he actually enjoying himself? <laughs> um, what about your sporting background? Because you've got quite a high-level sporting background uh, as well. Which yeah, so about. Um, 
my my sporting background is pretty much all swimming, really. So I started competing swimming when I was eight, eight or nine, um, and spent not far off the next 10, 12 years or so swimming, um, training three or four times a week um, at a kind of local level to start off with, swimming over in Market Harbour. And then at the age of 14, 13, 14, then spent a couple of years swimming for Leicestershire as well, um, doing a bit of extra training with the guys over there and, and doing some kind of Midlands championships, things like that. So swimming's always been my competitive background and um, we're fairly lucky in swimming that we compete a lot. So there isn't quite so much of a season as there is with things like rugby and, and football. So we have a bit of a break off during the summer, but spend pretty much the rest of the year outside of that competing once a week and training. So I was training four or five times a week. Um, lots of the guys I was kind of training with were seven, eight, nine times a week. So it becomes a pretty kind of all-encompassing sport, swimming. You spend a lot of time in a swimming pool doing it. So um, like I say, I did that for 10, 12 years. It's similar to gymnastics as well. Yeah. As in like the volume of training at a young yeah. age you do. And that's why I find you've got such a high drop-off of people that fall out of the sport. Yeah, huge. Um, so there's a lot of pressure, a lot of training, yeah. isn't there? I mean, we certainly found that whenever people get to normally about 16, 16, 17, that's when they drop off because yeah. they find other things, they go out and start drinking or whatever. Oh, yeah. find, find the party and people disappear. But yeah, that's um, lots of people kind of go back to it a bit later on in life as well. Yeah, damn, damn right, yeah, I hear on that one. What's, uh, so probably the most important question, what is your favourite CrossFit movement and your least favourite? Uh, my favourite CrossFit movement, probably the ring muscle up. Not necessarily because I'm, particularly any good at it but because it's something that I never thought I would be able to do yeah I think before starting CrossFit if you'd said to me could you do a ring muscle up I would have probably said that is something I will never be capable of doing yeah so for that reason I think probably ring muscle up my least favorite snatching snatching okay yeah, yeah fair enough yeah I think, uh, movement I even three years down the line still don't really feel like I always understand yeah I think, I think a lot of people are like snatching yeah. is horrendous movement, isn't it? It's, it's such a high skill movement. It's been like 10 years, people are still developing yeah. it and making it better. But so as we said, today we are going to talk about the difference between uh, what we do a Shire Fit in a normal commercial gym. I think having Ed on board is a fantastic opportunity because he's had a lot of experience of training in different uh, uh, sort of different venues, different locations. I've definitely travelled around different CrossFit gyms um, before I sort of went off and joined the military. I was training at lots of little gyms in the area uh, and got to visit them. For you, what's your first initial? And we'll probably try and break this down so we can see if you think about the difference between a commercial gym and what we do at Shirefit, what's your first thing that comes to your head straight away? I think the first and biggest thing for me is probably the community and all the different aspects of what goes into that, whether that's the way that people support each other, the way that people do things outside of the gym, um, people celebrating other people's success, things like that. I think the the various different kind of aspects of the community is the biggest difference yeah. in a Shirefit gym compared to a commercial gym where, like, as we know, most of the times people people are in there with headphones in, don't talk to anybody else, get on with whatever it is they're doing and leave without knowing other people's names or knowing their backgrounds or what they're trying to achieve or what they're trying to improve, things like that. Yeah, you're right. I think uh, and can, both can be intimidating for those different reasons, can't yeah. they? So yeah. I remember you, I used to go into like normal traditional gyms and go and lift weights or do cardio and things. And sometimes I would feel intimidated based on people in that room. And because of the nature yeah. of it is, it becomes a, uh, uh, a, a sort of, 
kind of thing where you're viewing other people and you're com- you're comparing quite a lot and you're worried about what your body image is like and those and I definitely struggled with that when I was going to those kind of gyms and feeling like not not that I was adequate but I needed to be a lot better than I was to be there sometimes. Yeah. Whereas uh, definitely the first aim I had when we opened the doors here was to create a group of people that would all just want to chat to each other. So I remember. Uh, and we still have now, don't we, policy where like, yeah. where we have new people walk through the door. Whoever is coaching that session, it is their job to get to know that person as, as much as possible. Like you said, right down to their job, um, right down to if they've got a family that live where they live nearby, why they want to come here and train. Um, and that was all because we wanted to make people feel included as a group. And Ash t- like, sort of touched on this last week where... I think it's absolutely amazing that we can walk in a gym and there is so many different people here that we don't, we wouldn't normally communicate to. As an example, I think if we were all dispersed into a traditional gym, we probably wouldn't communicate. But because we try and break those barriers down here, enables yeah. people to chat to each other, get to know each other. And you've got people here that are friends now. I guarantee you would have not chatted to each other because they come from such different backgrounds or different pathways. They probably wouldn't have even met particularly even if they were in a commercial yeah. gym at the same time, same place, because they just wouldn't have interacted at all. Yeah, what what kind of things do we do? Uh, and I think also it's got to touch on what other CrossFit gyms do, because some of them do amazingly, is what what do they do to try and get these people communicating in, the, in a sort of gym-based? I think the big thing is just taking interest, if yeah. I'm honest, is being interested in what people do, um, like I say, what their aims are, why they're here, as you said, and, and kind of find some common things with people because at the end of the day they're all in there in the gym um, enjoying what they do and doing it together so actually finding that bit of common ground between people and yeah. what you know whether their reason for being in the gym is the same um, whatever it be but finding that kind of bit of common ground people having a bit of conversation and kind of going from there yeah you're right I think in one of our first documents that we wrote down and put online was saying um there is that there's that common ground that when you're in that gym and you're both working just as hard as each other, you don't have to be doing the same thing, but yeah. because you've got the same goal um, and you're both attacking the same kind of workout and you're both finishing different times, you're helping each other out, then that brings in that 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 teamwork and that community. And I definitely look at I look at the, the team where we work, so all the employees, I look at it as a team, and I look at like everyone that comes to the gym as a bit of family and we're all there to support each other. Um, but yeah, you're right, I think support's a big one. Yeah, huge. Um, We've definitely tried to instill, and sometimes I, I understand that it's not that kind of person's thing, but where we want you to try and help others, um, yeah. because there's going to be opportunities where you might feel fine, and you're like, well, I don't need to help someone, but there's going to be situations where you're not going to be in that position, yeah. and you're going to need help from someone getting you through it, and that's where I, I absolutely love walking to the gym now and seeing other people are like cheering each other on, helping each other get those lifts, pushing each other to make themselves better, yeah. and that just becomes, by one or two people doing it, it becomes a real like thing where it just spreads so quickly because yeah. it's infectious. But yeah, actually, um, I think the that kind of extends to celebrating other people's success as well mm. whether it's a big thing for you or not so it might be the first time someone's ever run 400 meters which say for you now having trained a hell of a long time running 400 meters doesn't mean a huge thing but to somebody that might be absolutely enormous and celebrating that success just as much as celebrating somebody snatching 100 kilos or doing 30 ring muscle ups or whatever it be the, the fact that that is such a big achievement for that person yeah and is celebrated just the same as an achievement for somebody else. I think yeah. that it kind of comes into the same category. And that, that is purely because 
they were, they were working hard. They were yeah. putting in that max effort, and yeah. that, that just goes such a long way. We do little things, and so did lots of different like CrossFit gyms, and they do like community sort of events or social events. So we try and organise one a month, or we do different kind of things, and that brings people in just to get outside of the gym environment to yeah. spend time together. Um, but I think that is the big one. Like people spend time together here. We try and encourage them to work hard and help each other out, and it just like flourishes after that in terms of friendships are built, all those different things. I think, and I think that does happen in commercial gyms sometimes, but um, it's such an active environment. It's 24 seven on it, people communicating, people getting involved, and it becomes such a addictive thing that people just become part of that group. Um, It's rare in a commercial gym that you tend to get that kind of celebration of success from somebody who isn't necessarily in your immediate friendship group. Mm. Because, you know, say for me, um, having trained at commercial gyms in a while, you might go in and train in a group of two or three. So yes, you, you know, you might get celebrated and pat on the back by the people that you're in there training with, but you're not going to be by the person who's sat on the cross trainer over the other side of the room. Whereas in here, that person is joining in with that success and celebrating yeah. with you. Um, it would be someone that in a commercial gym environment wouldn't even know that you've done something that's big for you. Whereas in here, they know it's a big thing for you and they know that they're going to sort of share in that celebration with you. So I think that's that's a real big difference. Yeah, and then we have some tricks of the trade as well to try and get different people working together. That might be by putting you into teams for warm-up games, putting in warm-up games into warm-ups. Yeah. That's one of the big it's reasons enormous. why. Um, of getting people working together. We do a lot of team workouts that involve you working hard for each other yeah. as well, so that continues to build that bond. Um, so I think that sort of covers the, the, the cultural side, and that's what I look at is, um, what is the Shire Fit culture like? How do I want it to be? Are we maintaining it? And that's probably the big difference between normal kind of gyms. And I understand as well that with that culture becomes the other thing where it's very, very difficult for someone new to walk in and there's a group of people that all know each other so well yeah. for a long time maybe and there's definitely situations that we've seen where there's been groups that are so close-knit that it makes it harder to integrate new people. Um, and I think that's the big one of being understanding of other people's situation and for us working hard to integrate those people into it. But if I'm honest, everyone, they, they, everyone is so friendly to it that if you want to come and get involved and you're willing to work hard, you're going to get brought into the group straight away, into that yeah. family as it were. But people recognise effort, don't they? They, yeah. they see that you are trying your hardest to achieve whatever it is that you are trying to achieve and yeah. kind of celebrate that. Yeah, definitely. And then... Uh, and the bit I sort of thought about really was our style of training. So maybe that's a big difference between the commercial gym and the, the, stand, the standard CrossFit and what we do at ShireFit is the style of training that we follow. I think firstly, um, what I call it, I call it like stalling or like plateauing. Yeah. And I find that the fitness industry plateaus for a very long time. All of a sudden something new will come out. Yeah. And it'll plateau on that new thing and it'll do like that. Whereas I feel like we are constantly, firstly, trying to progress, implement, change, make things better 24-7. We're always thinking about it. The other thing is actually the style of training, so what we do. Um, and the biggest thing for me is when we have new people walk in and they look, just look at the gym. And it looks completely different to a normal commercial gym, doesn't yeah. it? And what yeah, was, I suppose, what was your thought pattern when you first came in and started doing CrossFit and coming from a trainer, commercial thing? Doing bicep curls. <laughs> bicep curls every day. Um, I think the biggest thing for me really was, I remember the first time I actually came into the gym, I think I came in not to train, but to watch, and was after a team walk on a Saturday afternoon, 
Um, I remember just walking in and thinking, what what is going on here? I have not, I've never seen anybody train like this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing it was completely and utterly different. And for me, yes, the gym looks very different. I think once you kind of get your head around it, spend a bit of time in the gym, you, you start to understand just how varied everything is that we can we can do in the gym. When it comes to sort of training style and the if you like the programming and the variation of movements, I certainly found that having spent a long time training in commercial gyms, that unless you're somebody who's hugely proactive in looking into different styles of training and different things that you can do in a commercial gym, you plateau very quickly and end up pretty much repeating the same kind of training, varying it a little bit, just doing the things that you like or the things that you know about without ever really being exposed to things that you would never have thought of or would never have done. And I think that's one of the biggest things that helps people in here to not plateau quite so much is that they're constantly exposed to things that they simply would not have been exposed to in a commercial gym or for a lot of them in their sporting background or in their normal life. Um, there's just so much variation that that helps eliminate lots of that, lots of those plateaus. Oh, here on that one, that's so true. The variance is so different. Yeah. The intensity, I think, is, is, is a lot thing. different. Um, is teaching or making people understand they can push themselves harder yeah. than they probably thought they could have done before. Yeah. I understand that can be a scary situation when you're having to work really, really hard. Yeah, and I actually on that the first thing I ever saw of CrossFit I didn't know it at the time but I was in the weights room in the gym in Milton Keynes and saw somebody do grace didn't know what it was I didn't know what he was doing it might have been you apologies mate Um, didn't know what it was didn't know what he was doing but I remember whatever it was I was doing I remember watching him thinking what is that what is going on over there and seeing him laying on the floor afterwards having done his 30 cleaning jerks thinking well, nobody else ever looks like that laying on the floor in the gym. Um, <laughs> I don't know what he's just done. You, you, know, oh, you don't mate. see people in that state in a commercial gym um, and just walking out thinking, well, I don't know what I've just seen there. And then obviously came to CrossFit six, nine months later or whatever. And then realising, oh, this is what it oh, is. Oh, I know. I've got I've, I've got so many funny stories of like for the first maybe two years of me doing CrossFit I just did it at normal gyms and then when I was working <laughs> I'd be around travelling and training um, but yeah the looks you get like I used to have to do it all the time yeah. suddenly when you've got a bar outside doing thrusters or <laughs> I don't know or like burpees in a combination yeah that combination of stuff was always the big one for me like you get kit out have it all set and start training and people just stop and watch yeah. and the worst thing ever was when someone would come along and steal your kit and I'd be like <laughs> no I'm in the middle of a watch no yeah. you're killing me I had it once where I was um, training for a competition and um, the CrossFit gym that I was going to wasn't open that weekend so I was like damn it so I went to the Pure Gym which was just around the corner and um, I did a workout of handstand push-ups and dumbbell snatch yeah. And, um, and I remember it was facing like all the treadmills kicked up started doing handstand started doing dumbbell snatch and like halfway through this workout the dumbbell like hit me on the top of the head as I come down didn't think ever of it carry on going and uh, and, and I, well, I just carry on going for like five six minutes and straight afterwards I was like man I feel so like sweaty and I wiped my forehead and I've just been bleeding and in front of all these people like on jogging on their treadmills I was there just with my head bleeding. Now, like, and I imagine them just thinking, "What is that bloke doing?" Like, <laughs> yeah, that might have been me. On the that's show. that's a good summary of uh, of probably of some of the stuff that some of us get up to. But yeah, the style of training. I think the big thing for me when I think style of training is actually like 
what we do is very similar in terms of some of the movements patterns and things you're trying to achieve in a normal gym i think you're doing a group environment you're yep. doing it and you're doing it every time you're doing coach to so see you're not left to your free will and that was definitely a hindrance for me yeah. uh, where I trained for a long time picked up a lot of bad habits yeah. and, and, and niggles and injuries from not moving well and keep yeah. and, and training at high intensity which is always going to happen well, I think when you're in a commercial gym largely training by yourself you have no real understanding of whether you're doing something correctly or not yeah really unless especially you're if you're, if you're very yeah. self-aware and you've yeah. done a lot of research and things like that you don't necessarily know if the movement patterns that you're going through are particularly good or not or whether they're digging you a bigger hole yeah I agree on that the big one the big thing for me and what we have a lot of time now and I think what we need to work hard to is to ed- re-educate people's mindset is like people come in and they or they look online and contact and they they think about the price of the gym and they say they're 75 pounds a month and I'm I'm going yeah that's cheap yeah. and they don't and, and what they can't quantify is actually what you get for the value of your money and the best way I've found of explaining to people now is every time you walk in that gym you're getting a group PT session and like I'm I am constantly investing in the coaches to try and perform better um, be able to coach at a higher level have the best programming all the effort that we put into you know it on average it takes us probably around two or three weeks of really like hard work to program a cycle like Jake uh, so like Jake and Max have just done that time was investing the program for the members so that they hopefully walk away from it and get something away from it. We coaches, every time we walk into the class, everything's pre-planned and coached. We, we think about the environment, the atmosphere, what movements you're doing, how you can do them better. Um, then you've got the community side of things. All of that is giving you value for what you pay for. And I think sometimes people from the outside don't view it like that. But the easiest way of viewing it is if you wanted to pay for a group PT session, maybe you're looking like 20, yeah, 20 quid a session. Yeah, probably easy. Um, 20 quid a session, say if it's cheap, the, you, if you get if you do that four times, you've paid for the yeah. gym membership Shirefit, and you can come in a limit a limited amount of time, and that's where I try and correlate to people to see the worth in what they get, um, and that's the big one for me is actually what do you get differently here to what you get into a normal gym environment? Well, actually. We're there twenty four seven support you. Yeah. The team are constantly thinking about you. They're wanting you to improve. It's not like you're coming in and you're not a number. As an example, we've got two hundred members at Wellingborough, um, and every single one of them, we know, we know what they do. We know their weaknesses. We know their yeah. strengths. And the most important thing is we care. We care about those members that have been here for a long time. We care for the members that have just walked through the door for their first ten minutes. Um, and we want to show them and look after them and give them that Shirefit experience no matter what. And I think that's probably the big thing in terms of the style of training. Obviously, you've got the intensity. You've got the teamwork. You've got, I think, that constant push to get better. But we'll probably talk a little yeah. bit about that in a minute. Um, and then the, finally, the setup. And one thing I've tried to do, which... I noticed in the CrossFit industry there wasn't or wasn't much of was there wasn't uh, a professionalized setup. So when I first started doing CrossFit, I would drive to the West Country down to London just to do a CrossFit session. So because of that, you could train in a dingy old building that was falling apart and you'd think it was the best thing ever and I'd pay like 20 quid to do it and I'd be like, yeah. That's where CrossFit started. Yeah, and and that's changed drastically. And that has changed uh, because it's become more mainstream now, so more people want to do it. Yeah, more competition as well between gyms, which is only ever a good thing, isn't it? Because competition is going to drive the gyms to improve. Yeah. Oh, so so true. And I think 
for the, the setup thing now that we tried to do, we tried to choose this colour scheme, we tried to make create this brand, we built all the systems in place. So simple things that sometimes things are missed, whether it be contactless car payments, a coffee shop reception area, booking system, tracking your programming, your training. Um, the, the way the gym just works, systemised, the cleaning, uh, the way the sessions are taken from start to finish, the replicated throughout the day, um, all right. those different things. That kind of branding and setup is probably the stuff that actually commercial gyms do very well. Oh, massively. That, that is probably the, the one side of things that, you know, they've made a huge, huge success out of whatever chain of gyms it might be. It might be a Gold's, it's a DW, it's whatever it be. You know, that, that kind of branding, um, having all the locations, pretty much you could walk through the door of any one of them and know what gym you're in just by the colour it is, the way the reception looks, yeah. the way you're greeted, what the setup is. Um, I think that's probably the aspect of commercial gyms that they do really well. Oh yeah, the CrossFit gyms are now having to start to kind of pick up on and start to learn, and um, I think that's one of the biggest things that that kind of competition between CrossFit gyms drives. Yeah, and giving a better service to customers because of that. Yeah, I remember our big one was um, things like the administration side of things. So I, I remember like CrossFit boxes, I'd email them. I wouldn't get a reply, I'd phone them, wouldn't get a reply, I'd go to the gym and it'd be closed in the day. And all those things would, would be in place, um, whereas nowadays you can't get away with that. And things are continuing to progress. As you see, and, and you see all the time, Ed, that like, that's where 99% of my thought pattern is, is what can we do to progress and move things yeah. forward, make things better? Because I know that the moment that those things stagnate is the moment that I think the, the the CrossFit functional fitness industry will get killed because it's so easy for someone like oh, Valentine to thing. come in and do something completely yeah. different and attract it. So we're definitely trying to involve with it and make things better. That's the, one of the nice things about us being a relatively small business is that actually if we want to change something, we change pretty quick and we try and move as fast as we can to yeah. improve everything that we do, whether that's reception, the culture, the training, the equipment, whatever it be, to kind of improve that to make it better for, for the members. Definitely. Um, so I suppose the final thing really we need to talk about is actually the stuff, the gritty stuff that gets done in the gym, the hard yeah. work. Yeah. Um, yeah. This can be a big push away for some people uh, and, the, and it can be in a massive attraction, which is, I think someone asked me once, what what's like the ideal member? And I said, like the ideal member is someone that just wants to work hard. Yeah. So for me, um, for for me, and when we say work hard, don't don't uh, don't think of that as you need to be able to do everything. It's, well, no, not at all. It's about effort level, isn't it? It's not yeah. about achievement or skill level. It's about effort level that, that they put in during a session. It's yeah, about putting one hundred percent effort into whatever it is that they're, they're doing. trying to work towards or that they are yeah. doing regardless of what level that might be at, at the moment. Yeah, that's the big thing, because we're gonna, whenever someone's with the door, we wanna give them 100%, and we want them to get the results that they want, so that's all we ask for, hard work, and I think that's probably the biggest difference for me, that I see, is at the actual stuff that happens inside the gym, where, and you brought this up earlier, is that there's that thing where you're always pushing yourself. Yeah, there's that. It, it, it's very goal orientated, which can be a bad thing for some people because they get overbuilt in it and they overthink it. But there's that thing that you always want to push harder. You yeah. always want to make yourself better. And I think it's quite easy to get a bit of a lull with that in a traditional training environment where you go through really? the motion. Because uh, in general, certainly from my experience in conventional gyms, you don't necessarily give yourself goals quite so often as you would do in an environment like mm -hmm. this where... Um, you see all the things that you can improve, all the things that you can work on, and it becomes more of that kind of goal-orientated training style where there's something that you want to improve. Yeah. I think that encourages people to, to improve a lot. 
Um, and as we kind of talked about a few minutes ago, there is a constant challenge in CrossFit. There is always something that everybody can work on. I don't think there is, you know, even if you talk to Matt Fraser, he's going to say there are things he wants to improve, there are things he wants to get better at. Um, and I think that's one of the, the great things that you get from training in a shy fit CrossFit environment is exposure to all of that different stuff that you then want to get better at. You want yeah. to improve all that stuff. Yeah, I think that, that's so true. All that happens often because um, using your math degree and using your experience that is everything is measurable. Yeah. So we measure pretty much most things. So we measure your, your speed that you can move, like what you can do, the movements yeah. you can complete, the weights you can lift. So because all those things are measured, it makes people interested in their own performance. And we've definitely tried to take get away from the whole worrying about what you look like, but actually thinking about your performance because the other stuff will come with time, yeah. um, and uh, you know, and all those different facets of training that come with it, whether it be uh, recovery, nutrition, some of the things we've talked about uh, in past podcasts. But yeah, I think there is that constant challenge, no matter what what ability you are, yeah. and that's what I love, and that's what I love about the gym is that we have a two, three, five different individuals in a class from different backgrounds, different jobs, different lives. But they all come in and they get after the same goal yeah. of just trying to improve their fitness. Yeah. And the big thing is they all work hard. And they work hard for each other and they work hard for themselves as well. And I think that challenge, I mean, for me talking personally about things like commercial gyms, that kind of constant challenge is one of the things that, from a personal point of view, keeps me interested in training. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might want to talk about this as well. I haven't done CrossFit for a lot longer than I have. But I think if you go through the motions in a commercial gym, you get to a point where you get bored and you start to plateau because of that. And actually the kind of variation that we get in here in a CrossFit gym keeps you engaged with that training for a lot longer period of time. And obviously I've only been training for, for three years, so you've been, I mean, how long have you been doing CrossFit? Oh, about 26. About 26 years. Yeah, no, about, um, I think it's about eight years now. Yeah. yeah, I think that kind of variation keeps you interested and keeps you wanting to progress, yeah. which is the big thing. Yeah, I agree. I've definitely gone through lulls in training. Yeah, um, and I think mainly for me, that was often because uh, of like repetition, yeah. uh, of, of doing the same kind of things and sometimes not having goals. I found I was just doing it for the mo- like going through the motions. And when I say goals, I think a lot of people like misconstrue it and say, oh, well, I don't want to compete. And I'm like, we're not talking about competing. Um, I'm talking about actually what goals you set in yourself. And that can be as, as simple as, Next year, I want to be able to go with my kid down the park and run around the park and not get out of breath. Yeah. Or it might be, I want to be able to do 30 muscle-ups. So yeah. it might be, I want to lift this weight, enter a competition, do whatever, but have some form of goal in place that enables you to work for something. What I say is give you the why. We yeah. talk about that a lot. Because just like you, you were talking about with Ben the other week when he came up with that analogy of you driving to Edinburgh, you've got to know that it's Edinburgh you're getting to before you work out how to get there. Yeah. So you've got to have that target in mind before you kind of start planning out that journey of how to get there, whether it's 30 muscle-ups, whether it's 400 meter run, whatever it be. Yeah. You need to know what that target is before you then kind of work out your steps to get there and just um, what kind of time frame is going to take you to get there. Yeah, definitely. I think that, again, that's a, that's a big part of it is that goal setting, that team that team thing where we're always there to help you that goal setting and try and make yeah. you progress. Um, the big thing is that I think we talk about the training is generally, if we strip away all that stuff, we just want you to get better. And our our role within Shirefit is to make you better. No matter what you want to do, uh, no matter how good you are or anything like that, we just want to make you better. Um, And if you've got that hard work, you can transition to this kind of environment so easily, like ridiculously easy, and you'll suddenly see the benefits of it as well. Um, For us to finish off on, 
we talked to like a basic overview of the difference, but um, one big thing that we find is that people are relatively uh, scared or intimidated to come into this kind of environment. Yeah. What's the one of the like some of the things that you hear people say before they come in? Uh, I think the biggest thing, and I'm sure you would have heard this hundreds of times, and I'm sure there may well be people listening to the podcast thinking it. Um, is the I'm not fit enough to start CrossFit. Yeah. And I've certainly heard a lot of people say that. I'm sure you have when you've been talking to them about coming in for their first time. Um, I think it's probably one of the biggest misconceptions about CrossFit is that you need to be really fit to even walk in through the door and start, yeah. um, which is absolutely not true. There's a starting point for everybody. It's just a journey. It's just that some people's starting point is different to others. Um, and I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing that I hear people say when they first or are worried about coming in for their first session is I'm not fit enough to start. Yeah. And it's just absolutely not the case as you know, as coaches, that is absolutely our job to make sure that every single person who walks in through this door can hit the session in the same way. Maybe they're doing different movements, maybe they're doing a different number of them, but they get exactly the same thing out of the session regardless of what level they're going into it at. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think the way CrossFit has been portrayed is due to like things like the CrossFit Games that gets the most media coverage, and you see like these these ripped individuals that are doing ridiculous human movements, and people think that is CrossFit. Yeah, and I think uh, also like if we look it, it, as an example, I guarantee now if you go online and look on Instagram and go hashtag CrossFit. What you're going to see is some Instagram warriors yeah. putting up heavy weights, muscle ups, Huge doing the crazy jerks. stuff. What you often don't see is a background stuff. And what I actually do love about Shirefit is that we have those people that lift heavy, that do. But what what we've tried to instill in all those people, it doesn't matter that you can do that. Let's go and support this person trying yeah. to get their first air squat. Or yeah, and and it doesn't make you any better than anyone else because you can do some muscle ups. And I think the coaching team have led that. Yeah, yeah, like, like you said, and kind of like we said earlier on. Somebody who can clean and jerk 100 PR in by one kilo is exactly the same big achievement as somebody doing their first air squat. Yeah. You know, it, it, there is no difference. Just just because the level is different, there is no difference in the achievement. Yeah. And in terms of we think about someone that's scared and thinks they're not fit enough to come and get involved, uh, what is our, our process? That, and, I, and I guarantee this is process for loads of different gyms as well that do this. But what... You, and you obviously been doing some training through it. What's our process in terms of having these people through and what do we put in place to make it easier? So for us as, as coaches, pretty much kind of the first thing that we're really interested in is getting to know those people, understanding their background, what have they done before, what's their sport, what's their, what do they do for work, what's their kind of injury background, if they've got anything that you know they, they're coming into the gym with and trying to find out what their level is for us to kind of to start off with and getting to know the way that that person moves the way, you know, what is a challenge for them, what they're aiming to do in the gym, what their challenges are as an individual, and starting to kind of understand where we can start to push them, where we can improve, how we can start to change the way that they move for the better, um, regardless of whether that's walking into the gym having never run more than 10 metres, or that's somebody who's pushing to go to regionals. It's understanding them to start off with. Yeah. Well, all, all our programming is designed to uh, to make it accessible for all different abilities. The coaches, the coaching team are sent daily videos about how to scale, how to look after different abilities in that class, how to coach it effectively. Um, and we're there throughout the start of the session to the end of the session to literally look after you. And the number one thing we always look at is, are, are you enjoying that session? We want you yeah. to enjoy that session. 
I would 100% say, like, if you're, no matter where you are in the country, you're doing, you want to try and try, like, try CrossFit, try functional fitness classes, and you feel like you're intimidated going into it, I just recommend that you wholeheartedly give it a go and just try one session. Um, and hopefully, you know, you get to do one that you really, really enjoy, and you realize that actually it doesn't matter what you do, what you can or can't do, that you'll get, you've got an opportunity to make yourself better because at the end of the day, that's what we're in the game for. We're not in the game to, to look good online or anything like that. We're in the game to help people yeah. get better. Yeah, we want um, people to be better when they walk out of the door than they were when they walk in, yeah. regardless of what stage they are at when they walk in through the door. Definitely, definitely. Well, I, and generally as well, if, you, if you're someone that's looking to get involved in something like this, um, no matter where you are, what gym you want to train at, and you've got any questions and things like that, you can contact us, and our email is team at shire.fit, but you can contact us that stuff. And as usual, we talked about this because we had an email from someone saying, I'd love to hear what you think the difference is between Shire Fit and a commercial or traditional gym that most people train at. Um, and we will continue to put some things out. Next week, we are going to go deep into some of the business things um, that you can sort of uh, get a better idea of what we think about the business, how it's grown, some of the things we've implemented, things we've thought about and changed, things we're doing for the future as well. So if you do have any quite specific questions on that, even if you're running your own business and you like our point of view, um, or you can give us your point of view, then we'll put it into the podcast. So again, message us on Instagram or send us an email at team at shire.fit and we'll come back and we'll add that into the podcast as well. But Ed, thank you very much, bro, thank for coming in. Good work, bro. Epic. And we'll, uh, we'll speak to you next week.